Welcome to Christianity A to Z. We're on the letter M. We're halfway through this new podcast series. And uh, you can subscribe to this podcast channel if you haven't already. And you'll get notified whenever we release a new one, which is uh, which is every week. And uh, you can also go on our, our social media channels, our main church YouTube channel, or indeed our website to find out lots of uh, different resources to help you. And uh, we're looking at the letter M today. And we're going to begin, as we do, with, with, a, uh, with a verse from the Bible. Yep, so um, a verse that uh, begins to open this up anyway is 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5. Here is Paul, the Apostle Paul, writing to Timothy, a young minister. And he says, um, for there is one God and one mediator. There's the word. And one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. But it doesn't tell you everything. It doesn't tell you why you need a mediator and all of that stuff. But it does say a very, very important thing, that there is one mediator mm. between um, uh, people and, and God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it's um, interesting how the, it's the man, Christ Jesus, isn't it? Mm. So, um, you know, we needed someone. And this is this is kind of part of what it means to be a mediator. We need someone to bridge the gap between us and God. Mm. And the only person who is qualified to do that is one who is both God and man. Mm. And so the man, Christ Jesus, it wasn't, it's not the angel, Christ Jesus, because an angel wouldn't be qualified to fill that role. It needs to be both someone like us in Mm. every way and yet so distinct from us in every way. Mm. Um, That is the person, Christ Jesus, who can bring the two together, Mm. which is what the mediator does, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely remarkable. I mean, I'm preaching this Sunday on John chapter 17, which is Jesus praying on behalf of um, his people he's being a mediator and that's God praying to God (laughs) Um, and that's the kind of mediator we need and and um, and it's something that we're we're crying out for isn't it I mean we'll probably talk about this but the entire Old Testament builds up this sort of requirement that we can't approach God by ourselves we cannot we mm. you, you try and approach the mountain you die if you touch it yeah. god is unapproachable yeah. Yeah. we need someone to step in there between us yeah that's um, so right i mean you read through the law particularly and you see that the idea that god's people could just casually invent the ways in which they wanted to worship god and mm. approach him on their own terms and offer the sort of sacrifices they wanted to offer uh, was just completely out of the question in the old testament you know the lord was very clear that you know he wanted to be worshipped as the one true god in the way that he mm. wanted to be worshipped and part of that was a was the work of the priest who stood as a kind of mediator between the people and, and between god um and, uh, you know, the, the, I mean, the priest thing is interesting because, um, you know, s- the sacrificial system was what they required a priest for in, uh, in, in a lot of the Old Testament. And that's, that's part, a part of how Jesus' work as a mediator is opened up in this 1 Timothy verse, isn't it? So the man Christ Jesus who gave himself as a ransom for all men, uh, the testimony given in its proper time. So part of this work of bridging the gap between us and God uh, involves his sacrifice for our sins. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we know that ah, Jesus, the mediator, needed to make a way for us to come back to God. Mm. Um, and it was through his death on the cross that that would be, be achieved. Well, that's, you know, that's, it's back to sin, really, isn't it? Mm. I mean, the, one of the main reasons we need a mediator uh, is because we've sinned. We've mm. broken off from God. And a mediator, in a, a sense, is a reconciler, isn't yes. it? Mm. He's, he's mediating yeah. between this party that's offended and mm. this party in this case that's mm. been the offense mm. and so god needs a mediator mm. and we need a mediator mm. because the yep. two have to be brought together i mean that's what we often don't think isn't it yeah god needs 
a mediator mm. because he's the one that's been offended by our sin. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think actually, just as we, as you were saying that, they they still use this term in in workplaces. You know, if two colleagues have fallen out, mm. there, there is like a mediator mediation meeting, yeah. mediation where you get the two parties together with a third person, and the object is to identify the thing that has caused the separation, to deal with it, to bring about relationship again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what it's what happens in marriage counselling yeah. as well, isn't it? You know, you're trying to identify what the issues are put them to death so that they can come back together and, and that's yes, Jesus's work isn't it absolutely yeah. and a very helpful illustration except that on on this occasion it's not just two parties saying okay well you have 50 you have 50 yes. percent you have 47 yeah mm. I bought the shed at the bottom of the garden yeah. can I take that with me <laughs> um oh yeah well okay, I'll have the cat have the shed, yeah I'll have the cat you, <laughs> can have the children. you can have the children or whatever um it's it's not a negotiation like that no this is uh, an offensive party, the one mm. that have done the wrong, mm. sin, and an offended party, yeah. God. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so this is this is huge. Yeah, we're it? not coming with our grievances against him, are we? No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, it's worth yeah. getting that because we, yeah. we sort of want not only a mediator. He's got to be a ransom mediator. That's why that verse is helpful. He's mm. got to be a redeemer mediator. Mm. He's got to pay the price. Mm. Uh, of the sin to bring us back mm. to God. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting, in, in Job, um, he asks for exactly that kind of mediator. So Job, as you, as you might know, um, uh, suffers greatly, um, and his family die, and he loses a lot of his uh, livelihood. And his friends kind of goad him and say, why don't you go and speak to God and confront him? And then he has this amazing, um, pa- this amazing response. He says, he's talking about... He, God, he says, he's not a mere mortal like me that I might answer him, that we might confront each other in court. This is chapter nine. He says, if only there was someone to mediate between us, someone to bring us together. Mm. And I think in, in the Bible I had growing up, it was a contemporary English version, the Kev, as I used mm. to call it. <laughs> and it said, it said someone to lay a hand on us both and bring us together. Mm. And it's just exactly what you were saying. It's um, stretching out one hand, pl- placing it on our shoulder, stretching out the other hand. And then he goes on and he says, someone to remove God's rod from me. So th- in order to reconcile, mm. the rod has to be dealt with, the rod of discipline and judgment. Mm. Um, and thinking about the, the priestly sort of sacrifices, there was... Um, Again, because I, I've been looking this up for my sermon on Sunday, I've, I've been reminded that there was a specific order that the high priest had to perform things in before he could reconcile the people to God. He, he first had to uh, lay the sin on, on a goat, and then he had to um, shed the blood of a bull, and only after that could he go in and offer the prayers. Um, and so before you can bring the two people together, um, payment had to be made for the grievance. Um, which, as we know, is, is the cross. Yeah, and I think it's um, it's worth saying as well with all these illustrations that uh, I think we touched on this in our love discussion as well that um, it's not the case that you know God is you know God is really grumpy you know and angry and doesn't really want to reconcile with us and Jesus sort of twists his arm and says oh come on God let mm. me know, let's, you know let, why, why don't you you know think about you know so that they their plan as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is to reconcile with us, isn't it? But Jesus is the one who uniquely mm. accomplishes that for us, isn't it? And uh, that's why in Hebrews, we were talking before this about um, Jesus is often described as the mediator of the new covenant. Um, so there's a sense in which that he is like the heavenly ambassador from the throne room who comes bringing 
uh, the promise of the promise of God to us. But mm. more than just an ambassador and a messenger, he he is the one in whom the covenant is realized. You know, it's in his blood and in his word. So he both brings news of God's promise of salvation and achieves the salvation for us. Yeah. And that's part of him being that mediator of a new covenant. Um, so that's good. So that's that's one kind of key aspect, isn't it? We've talked about uh, Jesus's role in bringing us, bringing us back to God. But what what else does what else is included in this mediating role? So you were talking about John seventeen there. Right. Um, what else is Jesus doing for his people as as mediator? Other things that we know about that. Uh, well, in John seventeen, he is he's praying for their unity. So. Um, he he is and it says um in hebrews chapter 7 it says he lives to intercede for us mm, yeah so he he's not just a high priest who stands up once a year and sort of offers prayer on behalf of mm. us but he's constantly at the father's yeah. side um interceding for us uh and he's praying so he's, he hasn't just purchased salvation for us mm. and then sort of left us to it yeah. but day after day he he's before the father praying that we as his people would remain united mm. um which is probably at the end of the day the sole reason we are. I mean, why does a group of people like the church come together and stay together, mm. um, other than God Himself is praying that it would rem- that it would be so? Mm. Um, so He's He's still at work, um, mediating for us. Yeah. That's it, really helpful, isn't it? It's not just a one-off thing He did in history. It's an ongoing ministry, isn't it? To, mm. to intercede for us, to pray for us. Yeah. Yeah, other things? Well, I think we need to probably go back to the sort of one mediator. Yes. I think in Christendom, um, which doesn't mean to say Christianity, uh, there's there's been all kinds of muddle-ups yeah. here. And actually blasphemies. So you have, uh, like Mary is, is raised up out of her Bible position of a godly woman mm. into some kind of mediator between me and Jesus. Mm. And so the argument sort of goes in Catholicism, if if um, if if uh, if I wanted a favour from you, um, Tom, uh, but I, I I'm next door neighbours with with your mum, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm likely to say to your mum, hey, do you think you could get Tom to do that for me? <laughs> yeah, that's sort of how it yeah. goes. <laughs> and so I go to Mary and say, Mary, yeah. is there any chance you could get yeah. twist Jesus' arm? Yeah. <laughs> And and it comes from even even a Bible passage which is misrepresented, I think, mm. in John chapter two, where Mary tells the people to do what Jesus says. Mm. It's sort of uh, that's a mediator, mm. at the, and it's wrong. Mm. And I mean, you can, and then it, it's blown into horror and a, and a false religion, mm. like a Mariology, really. Mm. Uh, so that you know, if you go to some cathedrals, I mean, I went to a cathedral in Seville in Spain. The cathedral there it's horrific mm. i mean you can hardly recognize anything christian mm. they've got this massive altar of, all full of gold and the great thing you see is yeah. mary yeah you don't even see jesus well mm. jesus is like a little baby on mary's yes. huge lap yeah you know? <laughs> um it's that yeah. sort of thing yeah and i think within the catholic church i mean that's only one way in which they get this wrong isn't there because i think the uh, the Pope, you know, the Pope, one of the names for the Pope is the Pontiff, mm. uh, which comes from the word bridge. Um, so uh, he is seen to be the one who bridges the divide between men and God. Um, mm. Now, they probably wouldn't put it as crassly as that, but that is what the name implies. And mm. it certainly is 
part of the theology, uh, which is a blasphemy, um, mm. because there's only one there's only one bridge between yeah. men and God, and it's Jesus. Um, mm. In fact, I remember hearing an Australian evangelist and pastor, uh, Philip Jensen, uh, <laughs> talking about a conference, uh, talking about how the the Pope is a threefold blasphemer. You know, so so in his names, you know, one of his names is Papa, you know, which is like which is Father, the Father mm. of the Church. That's a blasphemy because there's only one Father, mm. and that's the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Pontiff is a blasphemy against the Son because the Son is the bridge uh, between men and God, and um, he's also called the Vicar, the Vicar of Christ on Earth, which comes from the word vicarious, which just means the substitute. So as if the Pope is Jesus's representative Jesus's substitute on earth it's not it's the spirit of Jesus that mm. he's poured out he yeah. that's the one who lives with God's people on earth yeah. so it's a blasphemy of father son and the holy yeah. spirit you yeah. know well, I think that's right. that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that, um, does, that doesn't mean to say that every Roman Catholic is blaspheming in that way no they may not sort of understand that necessarily yeah. or, mm. or you know not really thought about it mm. because they've not thought about the words but that is a blasphemy, mm. isn't it? Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. probably born out of um, a correct desire to have a mediator on our behalf, isn't it? Because we we, we know that we can't face God on, on, on our own. Mm. We know we need a mediator. And I guess that's why we look at these idols. Like some, some people might have a lot of comfort from looking at a sort of statue of Mary and going, oh, I have connection to God because of her mm. and so the, the desire for the mediator is the right desire isn't it but it's misplaced when it's anywhere outside yeah. of well, jesus that's idolatry though isn't it yeah that, that's a definition of idolatry yeah. yeah you've put something up in the place yeah. of christ but it's um i mean so you think about the the israelites who cried out for a king because they wanted some kind yeah. of ruler and mediator in this world and we are this we you know we're this, the same dna as them the same fallen hearts mm. um and we were talking earlier it can come out in all sorts of ways it can come out um if if you have a particular prayer request, you might go and seek the holiest person you know to try <laughs> yes. and pray. You know, and uh, Kerry's got this. Her grandmother was like a prayer warrior. Mm. And we, you know, it's an expression we use in the church. And so, if you were on her list, it was seen as a good thing. <laughs> so, the sun you, was going to shine. On exactly, you, yeah. you wanted your name to be on her yeah. regular prayer yeah. list. So, we even even that kind of it seems harmless. Be careful of that, haven't you? Yeah. 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 But yeah. wanting to go to a particular person because yeah. you think their prayers are more potent, or mm. God's got a you know a sh- yeah. speed dial to to God mm. on their phone. Yeah, and 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 you know, uh, like when people come and ask you to pray for for them. Yeah. Again, you know, sometimes it's uh, it's it's you know they should pray for themselves. Yes. And, and part of what we're trying to do is to say you can pray. You know mm. now. You know, obviously Paul says pray for me and we are to pray for each other and in mm-hmm. the Lord's Prayer it's our Father, so we are praying for each other. Mm. But yeah, we've got to be careful with mm. that whole mm. that whole thing, yeah. yeah. And I think as we've discussed in previous podcasts, there's a way there's there's errors that slip in without us really knowing. So I mean I think that the wonderful thing about Jesus' work as a mediator is that he he brings us into the presence of God. Uh, so there's a sense in which now through Jesus we are actually seated in heaven with with God, and we know that because of Jesus God dwells within us. Mm. That that the presence of God is within us, Christ by His Spirit and with it within His body, the Church. Um, and so He brings us into the presence of God. But certainly in some of the some of the kind of um, charismatic church circles um, and you know Hillsong and other things like that. I think one of the things, although it may not be explicitly taught, one of the things that can be picked up just in the culture of the service is that is that the worship time or mm. the music time is when God really shows up. Right. You know, so 
God's presence is, is going to come to us. Is in this place. <laughs> God's presence is going to descend into this place when the band get going and yeah. when we start singing our songs. Now, no one would ever say that, mm. but I think that the more you go there, the expectation is that that is when God is going to mediate his presence to us. That is when we're going to draw near to God and he to us through the music. Mm. And therefore, it is acting um, as a sort of priest. It, yeah. it is the priest that is yeah. bringing us into the mm. presence of God. Mm. Whereas we want to say, actually, I don't need any instrument to bring me into the presence of God. Jesus has done that yeah. uniquely for me. Yeah. And singing is a way of celebrating what he's already accomplished, yeah. not bringing us together. Yeah. Um, so that's an important thing, isn't it? Yeah. To, uh, and, and, and as you say, it happens through not just singing, but atmosphere and the yeah, lighting. Yeah. And we're supposed to have the lighting right, then we're fear. Yeah. And you can, you can, you know, the building, that it's a holy building and all of that mm. nonsense. It's just a rain shelter of building, mm. isn't it? Mm. Um, or a more secular version is, you know, if I go up to the mountain top, I'll mm. I'll feel the presence of God because mm. I'm slightly nearer Him in some mm. sort yeah. of way. So you've got a sort of slightly secular version of that. Yes, yeah. you hear people that make excuses. Um, I used to have a doctor that always made an excuse every time I went to see him that that you can get close to God on the golf course on Sunday and not just in church. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> you know, um, and uh, there's there, there's there's all that sort of. If I do that, or pilgrimages and all mm. of those things, in one sense, they're mm. all ways of trying to get us to yeah. God mm. without the one mediator who is Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Any other ways we see see this going wrong? I mean, uh, I, I, just as I was just as you were talking there, I was thinking about um, <laughs> Philip Jensen again. I, I think the thing is, I heard him do this talk. It was the it was a few years ago. It was the celebration of the, the Reformation, five hundred years since the Reformation. And he was speaking at a conference in America, and uh, he was on with a with a with a panel of speakers. And uh, one of the things they were doing is calling the the area in which they were listening to the word the sanctuary. Yeah, you know. So he was saying, right, we're gonna you know we're gonna have coffee, and then we'll head back into the sanctuary yeah. for our second session. Terrible. And Philip Jensen said in front of them, I mean, he'd been invited to this conference. He was saying, I've noticed, you know, and he's Australian. I've noticed, brothers, you keep referring to this as your sanctuary. He said, um, I would rather cut my tongue out before I call this building a sanctuary <laughs> right. um, because my sanctuary is in heaven. My priest yeah. is in heaven. Yeah. And so it's just language, isn't yeah. it? Well, in one I mean, sense, they would agree with that. In yeah. one, but there's ways that which languages can mm. confuse yeah. things, isn't Well, there? and it's important. Um, yeah. Like, like yeah. the word priest. Yeah. How dare anyone be called a priest? Yeah. Because we have the high priest Jesus. Mm. We're not priests. Mm. No one's a priest. Or vicar, mm. you know, which means vicarious, mm. as you were saying before. Why, why would anyone be called the substitute? Mm. Um, uh, so th those words are wrong. And I think mm. if we're going to be biblical and evangelical, I don't see why you would ever call yourself a priest. Mm. seems to be completely wrong. Mm. There's something seriously wrong there and then the setup of church buildings yeah so you're going to a building and there's the altar mm. well what, what on earth is that <laughs> uh and then there's a separation isn't mm. there between uh in fact i was in a church on on uh, saturday um and you know there's the there's the altar mm. there's the holy rood as they mm. call it this thing that separates the people from where the priest goes to the mm. altar um all of that symbolism is saying that I, the ordinary person, kneel down, the priest brings mm. benefits to mm. me and then goes back to the altar to mm. get the blood or the bread or whatever mm. it is he's getting mm. on the altar and mm. he administers mm. it to me. Mm. Where do you think the church has gone wrong then? Because the, the, the Christ has given the church pastors and teachers and elders and all of mm. these sorts of things. 
Um, well, it seems to me that they've not understood the difference between the new covenant and the old covenant. <laughs> and that's why it's interesting, isn't it? I, I, I wonder if uh, you know a series on Hebrews would, be, would do us all a world of good. Mm. Because there you'll see that we're not priests. We only have one high priest. There mm. we see that... Uh, this, it, you know, he's the blood of the covenant, and uh, we don't need uh, to make uh, juice into blood. That's yep. just a representation mm. of what Christ has done, mm. not what he is doing. Mm-hmm. That's in that sense. Mm. Um, so it all seems to me to, that people go back to the Old Testament mm. uh, without going through Jesus. Yeah. Now, mm. we love the Old Testament because it shows us Jesus. Yes. Um, but you've got to put those things together, haven't you? So yeah. I think the charismatics, often their language, is Old Testament like bringing God down mm. in the pre- you know all this stuff opening the curtain opening the curtain mm. Christ's opened the curtain for yeah. us Christ is uh, is God in fullness with us yeah. and has sent the Holy yeah. Spirit in us mm. you know and so yeah um, and that's why this is so important to talk about isn't it and and it's because we the work of Jesus for us is so precious in that role and so glorious that. Anything that could detract from it or confuse, uh, mm. it's just got to go, hasn't it? Because we want to lift that up and mm. celebrate that work that he's done for us, uh, which is so, which is so wonderful. Um, but but, but let, let's. So this may be coming on to what you were just sort of asking there, Ben. But I suppose one of the one of the ways we, you know, this could be taken is well, I don't need anything then mm. except me and Jesus. You know, so I don't need to be under. Uh, local church leaders. I don't need to be part of a church. Those are all man's institutions. Um, I, you know, I can just be me and Jesus on the golf course on Sunday, and that is right. Christianity. I don't need anything else. Um, you know, how how would we respond to to someone like that? Um, Who well, I would say <laughs> uh, it's exactly right. We don't need anything more than Jesus, but mm. Jesus tells us uh, that we should. Uh, be part of his body Mm. which is the church Mm. and that's how we use the gifts that jesus has given us Mm. he administers he gives the gift through the holy spirit to us Uh, and that's how we are working the body on earth Mm. Um, and uh, he will speak to us through under shepherds uh, who really basically the job of the preacher is just to open up the bible Mm. really Mm. Um, and uh, so we're not bringing new word mm. we're not bringing new thoughts um, we don't want new stuff mm. I mean there's ways of putting it in a modern in modern term- mm. terminology and modern thinking and getting it into our heads in a way that a modern person can understand it mm. but we don't need a new word we've mm. got the word mm. and we've just got to open that up mm. and Jesus has given us that and Jesus has said that's how I'm mm. going to work. Mm. Um, so mm. uh, that's yeah. why it's important. Yeah, and there's a massive difference, isn't there, between lo- local church leaders and priests? Uh, you know, I mean, as we, were, as you were saying before, Ben, that you know, um, you know, pastors and elders are called to be under shepherds, aren't they? Mm. Uh, so we're shepherding God's flock, you know, under under Him. We're, we're not doing any of the atoning work. Uh, <laughs> we're not bringing people yeah. to God. We're we're just trying to help all of us see what Jesus has done for us. We're not providing any kind of mm. salvation benefits for people. Um, so that's an important distinction, isn't it? Um, yeah, and the the church um, the church's expression of of Christ, isn't it? And again, it's it's all it's all about Him. He's the head. Mm. The, the church is the body. If you want to be in Christ, you have to be in His body. Mm. Um, 
So I mean, I, I don't. I think it's a good point to 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 um to make actually about the person because I've heard it a lot actually that that the golf course Christian, yeah. um, or people who say uh, I just watch like a an online thing every now and then, um, but uh, you don't you don't have to come to the church building and and you know there's nothing um priestly about what's going on but it is the expression of god's people being lived out in this world in the, in the church mm-hmm. isn't it um and we do need each other not in a kind of priestly way but in a ministerial way so not magisterial but in a way that we serve each other and sort of help each other mm-hmm. along this mm-hmm. along this journey along this road well, and, and also the bible um and god give you know give gifts and character in uh, for people to open the bible up to us is 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 our lover's word mm. you know is christ's word to us why wouldn't we want to hear that mm. and uh we, you know we're we're called together as a group we're not just individuals and we hear the word together mm. and that helps us because you know i i m- might mishear or mm-hmm. uh or uh, i don't fully understand and, and together we're working through truths mm. and particularly love you know it's impossible to love on the golf course, as far as I can see. By yourself, yeah. Well, you're just whacking a ball and, you know, angry at yourself, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, in church, I, I have to love and put up with and forgive and learn to be like Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and part of all of this is that we're, we're submitting to the terms that God gives us in his word. So I think one of the, you know, the big area, you know, where human sin and pride shows itself uh, you know, so clearly is that we think we can set the terms of how we get right with God. Yeah. You know, so it's up to us. We can choose different ways. We can decide how we're going to make it up to Him. But it's not—it's not our role to decide how to bridge the gap. You mm. know, we have to—we have to let God set the terms. Mm. You know, it's He—he def- he decides how we get right with Him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I used to live with a when I was a student. I used to live in a shared house, and one of the um, people in our um, people I lived with, she she had like loads of different sayings from world religions on her wall, and uh, she'd made this big collage of the sayings that she loved from every religion and philosophy. And you know, for her, that that was the truth mm. about who God was and uh, how to how to be right with Him. It was a pick and mix from all the world's religions, and mm. um, and that's just our, one of our default beliefs, isn't it? That we can set the terms, you know, but actually. This is saying, no, there is one man, there's one mediator between men and God. It's Christ. Here's yep. what he's done. If you don't come this way, you don't come anyway. You yeah. know, th- that's it, isn't it? So yeah. um, he's he's the one. It's know? amazing how we can hide behind uh, like verbiage and special ways of saying things and like wise proverbs. And we think that's kind of almost access to holiness as well. Mm. I was also thinking earlier about the way that churches are set up so there's like the 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 place where the congregation sits and there's like a holier zone and then a holier zone it's basically like the tabernacle isn't it and (laughs) and 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 um i was watching this thing the other day about this ice man that if you've heard of him he's the guy who's like he can walk out in the snow and takes like ice baths for hours and stuff and he's people go to him as a kind of guru and he sits them down and has like plays this music and all of it basically apes um the holy of holies in heaven yeah um which is you know we god gave us the temple to show us what heaven's like and um the 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 curtain and the holy of holies and you know all of this stuff is is the the real picture is is in heaven Mm. um and yet we 
I don't know what it is now. Is it the fact that we it's difficult to live by faith and not by sight? We want to see things and touch things. That's why we make idols, isn't it? And we would rather point at a man and say, yes, you, Iceman, you're the guru because mm. I can see you and hear you and mm. you're going to open my mind. And mm. Whereas Jesus, um, people will be like, well, where is he? Mm. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a liberating truth, mm. but for some people it's harder to... Mm to accept yeah. and that's why we need church isn't it because mm. although we don't see christ physically now there's a sense in which we do in the lives of his people isn't there you know as we live together in the body of christ we're seeing the hands and the legs and the feet of of jesus his people living together and that is that is seeing christ in one another isn't it yeah um, and so that's where we where we meet him um yeah. Okay. Lots of lots of good stuff there. Um, so it's probably mediator. worth at least ending with yeah. uh, that the great it is great news mm. that there is a mediator mm. in it, between us and God. Mm. And if you if you're listening and you don't know that, then mm. w- w- all three of us would say, "Hey, come to that mediator. Mm-hmm. Come and have him mediate for you." Mm. And and that really means mm. confessing your sin to him, as mm. uh, and he uh, mm. dying on the cross mm. to take that sin mm. to bring you to God as not just God but Father. Mm. So it, it, it's it's it, and it, and it, and it's not and it's not it doesn't just stop at the point of it's paid for your sins paid for and then you just carry on with life mm. thinking oh well. My sins pay for the police aren't after me. I'm free. Mm, it's mm. actually you're coming into mm. where you were created to be. You're being brought into the very family, mm. the heart mm. of the universe, and God is becoming your father. Mm. And the, and Jesus is 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 doing that, and He's constantly um, keeping yeah. you, keeping you there. Yeah. Uh, and even in heaven, you know the whole. The whole redeemed people of God are crying, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy and, is the and, lamb. and we'll know forever that the only reason we're here is because of him, yeah. you know, and because of his mediating work for, for us. Um, I mean, it's funny because yeah. ju- I've just written an email to Jeff Bezos mm. <laughs> <laughs> because I was, at, I, was at a, I was at a barbecue and we were talking about him being the one of the is he the richest yeah. man in the world or? yeah him and elon musk sort of take over each other every couple of weeks yeah, i think yeah, yeah. yeah but we were sort of chatting about him for, for all kinds of reasons and then i sort of realized we were talking about him as what if he wasn't a human mm. you know just that he was just a rich bloke mm. and i sort of thought about that and thought no well he is a human mm. um and so i thought i would just sort of you know he'd just spend 10 minutes writing i it probably won't even get anywhere near him but uh, i just wrote and said look I was at a barbecue. We were talking about you. I suddenly realised you, you are a human. Uh, mm. You have, you know, likes and dislikes and desires and problems and pains in your mm. life. Um, uh, but you're so rich that I guess it must be hard for people to talk frankly to you mm. because they all, you know, you've got these sycophants around mm. you probably. Mm. Um, can I give you the words of Jesus about the the um, the parable of the rich fool? Mm. You know, and then it was just lovely writing. Um, one day, I, I hope you will be the richest man in the, mm. in the world mm. Mm. Um, because you know the Lord Jesus Christ has taken mm. your sin. You know uh, that the fullness of God is in Christ and you are his child. Mm. Then you will be the richest man in the, in the world. Mm. And that's what the mediator does. He brings us into the richest family in the world. Mm. Mm. Wonderful. Okay, we'll finish there. Um, so next week we're um, we're on uh, we're on N. Um, 
for what? <laughs> Whatever that is. Um, and uh, it'd be good for you to join us. So cornerstonechurchkingston.org for all those extra resources. Do like and subscribe to our channels. And uh, you'll find out what N is next week, even if we don't know at the moment. <laughs>